Video Land. Welcome to another edition of the Music Video Land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. My name is Adam and with me from Brooklyn, New York, uh, someone who just ordered some shawarma from I'm not really sure where, some sort of delivering street vendor. That's what they have in New York. Uh, Mr. Doug Klinger, how are you, Doug? Doing super good. It came from Bushwick P- uh, Bushwick Pita Pit. Bushwick <laughs> somewhere. I can't remember. It has the word Pita and Bushwick in it, and I'm doing super good. And they paid $1,000 for that ad, so they're going to be upset that we <laughs> they did. That. They, yeah, um, right. And then we, with, with this, as usual, north of the wall from Fringe Music Fix, a person who took one for the team this week and downloaded the Taylor Swift Blank Space Experience app, which he's going to tell us, us about later, um, Mr. Adam Alexander. How are you, Adam? I'm great. Two thumbs up to the app prematurely. Ooh, okay. Well, we'll have we'll have a conversation about that. Um, and then with us on this podcast, um, continuing our streak of some pretty awesome guests, uh, we have uh, director Mr. Brendan Vaughn, who directed a video that came out this week, um, which we love and we'll talk about, and that is "I Feel Everything" by Waters. Brendan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, this video came out, um, we're recording this on November 13th, this video came out, I guess, tech, Doug, is it technically last, last week? Last Friday, yeah. Last Friday. Well, why don't you give us a little, give us a little summary of, of the video? So, essentially, we follow Van as he explores all these, I guess, dingy, creepy environments that are based at this hotel. It's, it's at a motel, but the motel is next to a bowling alley, right? No, it's right next to a cafe and a hospital, just in case anyone gets hurt on set. So, really? <laughs> which is very convenient. What's that? What's that neon light though? With the isn't that a bowling alley neon light? I got really no. Scared. It's it's a cafe actually. Oh wow. Okay. I'm see. I'm one of it's those people who go there set, based on the sign, and there. it would be, and I would be disappointed that there was no bowling. Well, there were people showing up for rooms. Like people would ride by on bicycles and be like, "You guys got a room for the night?" And be like, "No, it's actually a set." <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, you guys buy out live- all the rooms for that one shoot? So people live there. They're kind of like crackheads. And then the <laughs> rest of it, there's like only like four rooms that are available to shoot in. So <laughs> what you don't see is during these takes is there's like little crackhead guys like popping their head, you know, head out to see what's going on. And we <laughs> there was actually one take where a guy actually came out, walks out, like checks everything out, has no idea what the fuck's going on and goes back into his room is with it, no is- shirt or anything, like just underwear. Is that the pink motel? Is that where, the, where you guys shot this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug, Sweet. You seem to have some knowledge about this place. <laughs> I've, I've been to, I've been to the pink motel before. It was also being used for a music video shoot. It's uh, it's used in a fair amount of music videos. It's a pretty famous uh, music. Fair is a nice word. It's pretty overused. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a it's perfect for this type of you know this this style of look that you guys obviously yeah. um, were after. It's got that kind of like crackhead dilapidated dingy <laughs> and, but, and it's perfect because it's got a it's got a diner kind of on the same property and, and nice. so you you could use either but yeah. there's this there you know for a music video that is shot at you know this motel location they don't spend a lot of you know guys don't spend a lot of time like inside the motel there's these um no he he works the entire space like the whole idea was for him to kind of just be constantly exploring these new environments so that you never really get bored of the image. Mm-hmm. Because like a lot of videos, you know, you can give people time to, you know, explore the space. But like this is like you go in and you kind of like get this brief moment and then you keep moving on. You know, so it's just like this like constant stimulation. It's like Americans don't like to watch, you know, we have short attention spans, so it kind of catered to that on this one. And who was your steady cam up for this? It was Jerry Frank, the guy with two names, and the DP was Zach Adams, who I work with on everything. And there's a great... I want to ask you about the band move, because and if this was one shot or not, because early in the video, um, you know, there's a shot of the full band set up, and which looks like a relatively complicated setup. There's, a, you know, the drummer, like two guitarists, keyboard, um, and then roughly like, maybe like, 50 seconds later we see them in a completely different space was that like was that all one continuous shot uh no i wish i could say it was um to ruin the magic there's definitely a cut in there um <laughs> I don't i'm know if so bad i'm so it. bad at finding these cuts because you could have completely no no our, that. our special effects guy was like 
fucking killer on it. Like I was, I was like, whoa, dude. Like I directed the video, and I barely, like, come on. Um, <laughs> but so essentially, when it goes into the girl, the second room with the girl, like doing a little pasty dance, there's a cut right at that door frame, and she's she's distracting. That's she's why distracting. I but I mean, like, even if you're paying attention, like if you're actually like looking for it, you can barely notice it. Like the guy did a killer job. So when you were planning this video, did you work in, you worked these cut points into it? Well, essentially, like, obviously when you start a concept, you don't know where you're going to go with it. And then you kind of have to tailor it to your location. So once we found the location, I, like, me and my writing partner kind of go back and be like, all right, so this is the distance that we have from each one. And then we had to figure out how to time out each shot because I originally intended for each of the rooms to be right next to each other, not the whole entire distance which actually ended up working out in favor but there's a lot of timing like down to the second like where like my ad had to be right next to me like all right we're landing this at this moment like a lot a lot of time uh, you know practicing and timing on that and we should mention that in that hotel or that in that room with the girl with the pasties i guess is the best way to describe <laughs> it is um michael q schmidt who has been on this podcast <laughs> before um, really? People, yeah. The believe, legend himself. The legend himself. <laughs> believe it or not, Michael Q. Schmidt has a has a relatively involved history with IMVDB. Um, back when we were filmed insert.com, he was in. Uh, he was on an episode of the podcast as well as a very, uh, thankfully, very low ca- view count video um, <laughs> that Doug and I made when we went to LA in March of 2012. Um, oh, that's great. But uh, he the view counts. Is, on, the view counts on that those videos might change because. Uh, they, they're currently highlighted on my Vimeo account, so you're look, drawing attention right now. Let's look, look for them there. <laughs> they're insane. Q Schmidt appears in part two. It's a two-part cliffhanger series. So um, yeah, if you really want to see Michael Q Schmidt in our in our ridiculous video, that will not um, be in the show notes. Um, no, the guy is wild. I'll say that the guy is wild. The guy brought multiple pairs of underwear. To- <laughs> He kept, kept trying to sell me on, like, which underwear, you know, we should go with. We ended up settling on the stained whitey tidies because <laughs> I felt that was most fitting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy sent me multiple pictures of him in his underwear and a bikini. Uh, seen a lot of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> have you, uh, as have we, have you, um, how, did you ca- how did you cast uh, this video? Was it, like, traditional casting? Just yeah, just traditional casting, and uh, some of it was friends, uh, actors that I know. Um, you know, my girlfriend's in it, and other uh, directors' girlfriend from the collective. Just uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money to work with, so a lot of it was friends. Yeah, because there's this that... great uh, kind of, I guess, last third of the video where you guys are in what looks like a pool that has no water in it. Is that the best way to describe yep. it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though, yeah. And this is a, this is maybe the stupidest question I've asked on this podcast, but you spell out the band's <laughs> name, Waters, and the E is with like mylar balloons, and the E is deflated. And I'm just I when I was watching that, I was like, mm, I wonder if that was something that just happened or intentional. You know, I'm gonna lie and say it was intentional, but it wasn't. <laughs> uh, it was one of those things. You know, your, your our art department per, uh, girl was blowing up the balloon and. It pops, but we made do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I wanted to ask, you know, obviously one-shot one, uh, one videos are extremely complicated, and you guys have a few cut points worked into this video, but... Yeah, two um, exactly. Two, um, but, but it, it still seems like it was tremendously complicated to kind of get the, get the beats down for that. You mentioned kind of your AD kind of walking with you and, and, yeah. and kind of helping map that out. Uh, kind of... Was there any issues during that process or, you know, and uh, what kind of like kind of um, rehearsal time did you get for that stuff? Well, very little rehearsal time. We only had the location for about 10 hours and shooting. I mean, our Steadicam guy was only there for about, I believe, eight hours. So very little rehearsal time. Like I knew a lot of the actors, so we already kind of had that trust. And then my girlfriend, who's actually an actress and my writing partner, we went over just the basic details of like what we were going to try to get from each thing. So going into is really simple. I mean, it's just really applying, you know, our vision to that to each room. And I mean, like I vibed well with every single person, including Van, who was an amazing performer. So I mean, it was pretty easy actually. I mean, like I've worked with my DP on a lot of things. Um, so I mean, 
yeah, it was just like my production family going at it. So it felt really natural. So there is a point in this video where Van, the lead singer, uh, is sat down in a chair and is sort of, you know, subjected to maybe the quickest male to female makeover in a music video that we've seen lasts a few seconds and he doesn't even stop singing to have his makeup or to have his lipstick applied. Um, and yeah. I was wondering where that, that concept or that kind of turn of events came from. Was that from the band or from you? Uh, well, it's inspired by uh, Kurt Cobain, like just like a fashion shoot that Kurt Cobain did back in the day. Um, but I had originally pitched a video a while back that had someone dressed in drag and I've been dying to do something of, something involving demasculation and so like the idea of I feel everything and him going from each room to room it's kind of like him slowly getting demasculated so the I mean what's more demasculated than literally turning into a woman so that's kind of where it came to be it's kind of a mixture of those things you know I've never the heard of this, of this Kurt Cobain shoot before but I'm looking at a picture oh, of it right now it's amazing yeah he's got the the dress kind of coming down and he's wearing a shirt. He's wearing like a white shirt under the dress too. Uh, well, I, that's kind of the... pop out on his part. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to look at, at the at this picture, I'll put a link to it in our show notes um, because I've never seen this before. Waters, I know they're on. Actually, I think tonight, the, uh, November thirteenth, they have a. I think they're either opening for or playing with Tegan and Sarah. Um, yeah. I think just switched over their tour. I believe they were on another tour, and they just switched over to Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, so they're, they're, I think they're a band that we have a few videos on the site for, but not a lot going back to 2011, Alan Cordell video, actually. Um, how did they uh, approach you guys? Did you guys know these guys, or was this a, a, a um, something you pitched on? Well, I'm a part of a collective called Snow Beach, and uh, essentially my EP sent over the track, pit, like loved it, pitched on it, and... Uh, that's how we are where we are. And how does uh, Snow Beach work? So Snow Beach is essentially, it's a director, uh, you know, it's myself and another director, and we essentially came together because we didn't have rep. We wanted to pitch on bigger things, so we figured if we come together, join forces, we would. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a collaboration. Essentially, my old uh, directing partner is my DP for the collective, um, we got a producer and another director, and we pitch on stuff, and it's going really well. And I like the name Snow Beach. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Where did that come from? Not sure. You, could, you should ask my <laughs> executive producer. <laughs> so, do you, do you plan to kind of keep it kind of as a collective and just kind of you guys, or you, is there a, a look to expand now that you've built these connections and that kind of thing? Well, the, the idea is to expand, yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, just take over the world. Nice. That's what we're really all about. We we're waiting for the first world domination music video collective to take like literally take over the world. That'd be that's a nice thought. One day. Um, <laughs> One day. The world the world could use some taking over every once in a while, and so the nineties will live again. <laughs> Who better than music video directors? Well, I think the I think the I mean, were you like a I don't know what generation you are or how old you are Brennan but were you like an MTV fan back in the day or like uh, or, or more raised on internet music videos you know I was actually raised in a very strict household where I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 or rated R films so MTV was not on although I did grow up with a father who did love hair metal so I did watch a lot of 80s rock videos <laughs> not to say that I liked them but uh I mean, as I grew up, I mean, Fuse is on TV, and then I, you know, caught on to the internet because who hasn't? And uh, I mean, that's where it comes from, I guess. It's 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 an interesting com combination of being like <laughs> not allowed to watch PG thirteen movies, but like super into hair metal. That's it's a very it, it, yeah. It's like so my dad would you know secretly whenever we'd be in the car play Motley Crue, but <laughs> would hide his CDs when we'd go home, you know. That's, so that's <laughs> this is what you're describing is is weirdly enough somewhat of a pattern that we've seen from music video directors. I could name five or six just off the top. I won't do it because I probably can't. Yeah. But the the strict household with the with the restricted access to things like MTV and maybe I don't know like comic books and other like forms of visual art is kind of a thread I think that music video directors all some like deep down somehow share 
I'm sure it's I'm I'm sure it has something to do with like the idea of like you were never really allowed to like my mom for for example broke my Lincoln Park CD in sixth grade mm-hmm. saying it was Satan music so I mean <laughs> well arguably Lincoln Park yeah is I was going to say that's pretty Satanic point that's, yeah let's get real <laughs> right we I I share that I got the I got a DMX CD taken away from me they didn't break it though so what CDs did you get taken away from you Adam Alexander. Uh, CD, hmm, not nothing on CDs, but I couldn't watch MTV though. That was not not permitted. That's the devil's work. <laughs> and Adam Fairholm, any CDs taken away from you? Really? I don't think so. Your your house was the house where I was able to watch the R-rated stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I that's um, I think that's why I grew up to be a web developer and not a director <laughs> of anything. I I want to say this track is awesome. I think. Oh, this I, is, yeah. This is, I mean, yeah. when you got this, was this like a concept you had in your back pocket or was this like a situation where you heard the track and this kind of came to life? Well, my writing partner kept being like, let's explore different hotels. Let's explore different hotels. And then this came along. It's like, hell yeah, this is what to do. And then it just kind of went from there, just building on it. I mean, I was super stoked to get the track because before this, all I'd been pitching, I was just shitty electronic music. <laughs> so I was really stoked to like have something that wasn't like, happy happy like like let's go fucking party music <laughs> that's interesting you say about the electronic music videos because we see like we're seeing like so much of those now and some of them that's are great so but I, for me they they i have to take them in kind of like phases i can't take like too many electronic music videos yeah. but for videos like this where there's like a great like performance up front it's like really technically like you know really amazing to watch um and everything you know comes together really well i feel like that's that's a that's a really great combo i'm huge on uh, on the electronic music videos but i have to say it was like super refreshing to hear this style of uh, of grunge rock it's like totally absent yeah, yeah. music right now so yeah this this is an awesome track i want more stuff like this well it's like mo- most electronic artists all they want is like people in the club just partying like I've lost countless you know I've pitched to you know lots of electronic artists and I always lose out but it's they want the same thing and it's ridiculous I mean like obviously you've got Vincent Haycock and Tom Hayne just slaying it outside of that it's just like electronic music is just really lacking there's so much you can do with it but the commissioners just don't want to take the risk I, I, occasionally though they're like You'll hear a director talking about how they like electronic music because they, like a lot of times the artist doesn't want to be in the video. I know Simon. No, that's great. Yeah, it, it, you can do a whole entire narrative with it. It's just the commissioners themselves really don't like taking risk on those videos. Right, right. And and I also feel like with with an electronic music video, you're like starting from like three steps behind because the song's usually not great. Yeah. So you're already like behind the eight ball because it's like well this song is shitty so somebody's nobody's coming here for that yeah Uh, the title (laughs) of this good then hell yeah i mean then you've done your job yeah right yeah right totally right exactly and that's why like you know you mentioned vincent haycock and and there there are some other directors who i I think really excel in that in that edm area uh i think rojas has has a good track record and and saman cash as well i feel like saman does some really like you know, he he gets the opportunity to kind of just do whatever he wants with them, and he's able to kind of like make a music video about a twerking robot, and it's awesome, and uh, and it works really. Well. But uh, but and yeah, that video I'll, is uh, we should mention base, basement jacks. That's right. Um, because we we gotta let people know what these videos are we're talking. Yeah, about. that's true. You're right. They don't have necessarily the reference points that people who run a music video database have. That's that right. makes sense. And uh, some of us aren't paid to watch mu- watch videos, uh, like some of us on this podcast. Um, Adam. So yeah, Adam. Adam Alexander. That's what's, what's what he's doing. And me too. <laughs> no. um, but if you want to see any of these music videos, we have handily compiled a list of everything we talk about on this podcast, and you can go to imvdb.com/podcast. And then find episode 132, because that is the episode we're currently on. Watch them all. Uh, the first one in that list will be I Feel Everything by Waters, which I highly recommend checking out. Um, and we're going to talk about a few other music videos that came out this week, because it was an interesting week for music videos. Notice I didn't say good. Um, yeah, you hate What's that? You hated it. 
No, I mean, no, there's some. There's a couple of good videos this week. Um, but we should before that. We before we get to that, we should talk a little bit about some big news that happened this week. Yeah, because uh, this is something that we've been hearing about for literally years, I think, and that is YouTube's much rumored and much sort of uh, speculated about music service. Oh, and, I thought you were going to talk about landing on a comet, but we could talk about this. <laughs> well, that one's running out of battery. Um, but this one is full steam ahead. It is currently in beta. I have I do not have access to the beta. No, um, I si- I signed up. I signed up as well. I have not gotten in. But so <clears throat> my issue with we should explain a little bit what this is supposed to be. Um, it is going to be a service tied in with YouTube that allows you to have access to music, I suppose, and music videos ad free. Um, the th- as well as watching them sit and saving music and music videos offline, so you can watch them offline. I'm not sure why you would want to watch music videos offline, but I guess it's an option if you would like it. I mean, uh, it makes it makes more sense for obviously the, the music side, right? Because I think this is so. So there's a few very confusing things about this that I'd like to to point out because I've read numbering in the possibly close to 100 articles all going you know back years about this service and after every single one i'm just more confused yeah um it's a very very confusing service because google is owned by or sorry youtube is owned by google google has their own spotify like music service that is in my opinion uh not as good as spotify i think it's terrible it's 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 behind it's behind even like it's behind anybody who's doing this also. It's behind like Beats Music. It's behind uh, Amazon Prime. Anything that anywhere you can stream music, Google is uh, behind. And the every time this service is talked about, there's never any specifics talked about whatsoever. Even in their big announcement on Wednesday, they A did not give a release date for the service. Um, they barely gave pricing info. Um, everything was very nebulous. Everything was very confusing. And um, the video itself, too. Like, it goes from, like, a clip of, like, Ganyan style to Chocolate Rain to, like, you know, an OK Go <laughs> video to just any, you know, to epic rap battles of history. Anything that on YouTube that, like, has music at all is being, like, advertised as being part of this service. So that's – it seems like it's just, like, it's going to be YouTube – but now you, but now you pay. <laughs> that's the, that's what it means. Uh, I'm not. I'm. This is not. None of this is exciting to me so far. So, so far. Now. So I would assume that we're gonna see uh, more ads on our on a regular basis, like probably longer ads. Oh shit! Think. Well, so is there more to tell about this, Adam? That you want to make sure before we all start kind of kicking dirt on it. Uh, you, <laughs> One you more wanna... thing, yeah, because um, YouTube, along with this, along with their service, uh, just to confuse people even more, um, released a new section of YouTube specifically for music. Um, and if you so if you go to YouTube at the top, it used to say what to watch in my subscriptions. Now it says that still, but it also has a music tab. And when you go to that music tab, it is YouTube's attempt at organizing music yeah. based on, you know, basically it's a YouTube section of music based on all sorts of different things, like recommended um, trending music videos, top music videos by genre. Um, but it's worth noting that all of these kind of like, have you ever seen like a bank that obviously used to be a Pizza Hut? <laughs> Um, it's like this is or like, like a, or like an IHOP with that like blue roof. Exactly, yeah. Like you're in a bank and there's it's, it's at the the building was obviously built for something else, but they're, they're repurposing <laughs> it. Like everything Fantastic about this is, is just existing elements of YouTube. Like if you click on you know uh, the mix for uh, new music this week, it's just the same old YouTube playlist format. Um, which I, I don't think really works here. I mean, um, you know, they're trying to, to, to kind of fuse music and video in a really super awkward way, trying to just take everything that they have already and, and kind of 
repurpose it for something that I don't think it's really built for. So I'm, I'm, I, I take YouTube's reluctance to give any like hard details on this for the fact that I don't think they really know what this is. So I'm really interested to see what's <laughs> going to happen in the next few months. Yeah, I, I don't imagine there being any curation involved with any of like the the stuff they're displaying. It's all going to be like algorithm based. It's all going to be on you know based on stuff you subscribe to or based on people who pay them money. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna uh, you know high, or what your friends are liking on Facebook or something. All of that is going to determine what you see. It's not going to be like them you know, hand selecting stuff or even hand categorizing stuff. Like this is where it's going to like, you could, you can put on a hip hop mix, their, their new hip hop mix. And like, if you stay on there long enough, you're going to start getting, you know, epic rap battles of history or, you know, some, co some, some cover of happy or, you know, some, something weird. Like, I feel like YouTube's just got too much shit uh, that on their website for them to like, be able to like, like gear gear stuff towards people's interests or or anything like that. Like, I feel like YouTube works the way it is. Um, I feel like they bring in money. But uh, so the thing that I so now we can all start. Let's all we can all start doing some speculation now because this will be fun. Just blind blind gut gut check speculation. Uh, gut check didn't fit in okay. that sense. Uh, Adam Alexander said longer ads on YouTube free, um, which I could see that. That makes that makes sense. I, I see uh, artists putting their music videos behind a paywall. Um, yeah. So like you can you can only see Taylor Swift's new music video if you pay if you pay if you have the paid service. And she's kind of proven uh, in the last couple of weeks since her album release and in, in pulling it off of Spotify that like she can you know that that's giving it away yeah that type of move is going to drive uh you know is going can can help drive mm -hmm. your your paid sales and there's another correlation to this and that is in like a lot of the spotify coverage of taylor swift um she mentions that she's made more money from vivo than she has from spotify so it it seems interestingly timed that like that information comes out along the same the same time as this music service and so you know it's just an interesting you know thing so I'm ready for some Taylor Swift pay, pay, having to pay to see Taylor Swift music videos. Uh, well, you've heard me speculate, but uh, Brendan, you were saying you you think that also think that we're he's seeing music videos behind the paywall. Yeah, I just, it's just another way for the the labels to kind of gain back what they lost when they lost their CD sales. It's just another way for them to kind of try to take back over the market that piracy is kind of stolen. But it, I think it's going to, you know, kind of try to shove out the smaller artists and the smaller indie labels, which are, they're already doing right now, just uh, furthering the Google cult. Yeah. Before this was a reality and before this was like an actual thing that YouTube announced, because for a long time this has sort of been a rumored thing. Um, and you remember a few months ago there were news of you know uh, issues with labels and stuff like that before that i i really didn't think that music videos behind a paywall was going to be a thing but I, I i can definitely see that now especially with something like a taylor swift release i could definitely see you know if you are a google music key subscriber then you can watch this music video and everybody else has to wait a week um because I think the biggest problem with the service right now is that you're asking people to fork over $10 for something that I'm not even sure people know what the concept is. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, for Spotify, I gladly pay 10 bucks a month because I know exactly what it is and exactly what I can do with it. I have no clue if I gave a spot, you know, YouTube 10 bucks, what are they going to, you know, <laughs> what sort of access do they give me? Does it buy me time to, like, does it buy me no ads? To watch, not have to watch the fifteen second ads. Those those aren't really that big of a deal for me right now, right? Yeah, the, the presentation of this key is probably the the worst part of it. It's terrible, terrible marketing. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm sure they're getting lots of people who are like signing up for the beta and stuff, but just to kind of like see what it's all about. But like, I don't really like. Man, it would really bum me out if if they if you if you had to like. But like artists, so there is some similarities between Beyonce and. 
Taylor Swift. Each of them, they're both artists who their you know currently latest album is not available on Spotify. I still haven't listened to the Beyonce album because I only listen to music from Spotify now. So I <laughs> I can't listen to Taylor Swift's album either. I'm like stuck. Uh, and so um, and Beyonce essentially, you know, she in her uh, self titled album that she released last year had a music video corresponding with every song, and she's only released a handful of those on the internet. Uh, the rest of them, in order to see them, you have to buy the album, and that was like essentially those music videos were the only marketing of that album. Everything else was just like on the strength of Beyonce doing something that that stuff got out there, and you know people bought that album. Those music videos have been seen because people have paid for them, and for surprisingly, for the most part have not been really available online because like that's the thing i question if you put if a taylor swift video is behind a, a paywall i mean we we see it all the time when a music video premieres on world star hip-hop or some other place it ends up on youtube a ripped version 12 seconds later and and people see it there millions of people see it there otherwise so like it's this adds another like wrinkle to like youtube keeping the video off the free site until it's done on the on the lot on the pay site uh, um it's it's really strange uh it just means that there's be more pixelated videos out there <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> now you're just gonna see like yeah. shitty like shitty versions of the taylor swift video instead yeah, of the hd one and some of these rips are pretty convincing because i guess we could maybe get into a little bit of the the taylor swift release this week um yeah, because she released or or anyway, the release was accidentally premiered really early by Yahoo Screen. Um, they were, I'm not really <laughs> sure the whole story, but there was a version that was up briefly and then came down, and then you know that rip was all over Vimeo actually and YouTube a little bit. But I, I, I saw like three or four Vimeo embeds really quick. Um, they took it down and they released it on Vivo, I think, and Yahoo Screen later in the day, um, but. Uh, Joseph Kahn, the director of the video, was, um, you know, kind of candidly tweeting about it, saying, "Yeah, Yahoo screwed up." Um, yeah, that's. I think maybe Yahoo might have uh, tarnished some relationships with that fuck <laughs> up right there, because uh, uh, you know, like, like I don't know, like you don't want to fuck up that that type of thing and like accidentally leak a Taylor Swift video on your like that's that's a fuck up. That's pretty no big deal. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> It's no big deal now. Wait till you got to pay for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is interesting that that happened. Um, but we should talk about the video too, I guess. Uh, we have uh, to talk about the video. Yeah, it's um, dir- it's directed by Joseph Kahn and uh, Adam Fair and uh, Adam Fairholm. You love this video, right? Not really. No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's talk about it a little bit because Taylor Swift has a new album out, of course, called mm-hmm. uh, 1989, as Doug mentioned or alluded to. It is not available on Spotify. And not only has she not allowed this album to be on Spotify, she's pulled her entire catalog from Spotify. <laughs> Such a Every weird... single thing. Which Such I, a I, weird move. It's, I, I consider that a dick move, Taylor. The Don't dickest like move. Dick Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so this is a new song, and this is this is a song is called Blank Space, and it is kind of a a nod, if you will, to the fact that she's dated a lot of guys. This is this is this I think is the uh, kind of logical conclusion of our the last ten years of the you know the Rick Rubinifying of music, where you know Rick Rubin, the producer, every album he touches, the album that comes out all the songs are about that artist you know it's a very everything he's a big fan of the self-referential he's been a hugely kind of influential producer and he although he's not involved on this record at all um i think his fingerprints are kind of all over it and you know the way he's pushed pop music to be so self-referential in the last you know 10 or 15 years but this video is is at a takes place at a huge mansion it's taylor swift and this guy falling in love and then she goes crazy to the point, huge, I think, huge mansion. Yeah, huge, very, very big, and um, she goes crazy to the point where I think it's supposed to be funny. Um, but I just found it <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, because she she starts like. It, anyway, you got to watch the video to get. It the is. Full I scope, just like that you said it's lighthearted. 
I like that you said supposed to be funny and not funny, <laughs> implying that it doesn't it doesn't hit the mark. Um, but Brendan, you thought this that you got the same vibe from that, like they were taking it like purposefully too far for an effect. I mean, like they took it far, but they didn't go all the way because obviously it's a Taylor Swift video, so they kind of censored a little bit. So it's like she's stabbing a kick there's blood in, the, blood in it but it's like they don't <laughs> give it that moment of like yeah she's stabbing a cake imagining it's her fucking boyfriend you know, it's like a Dior ad gone wrong it's, and then she fucks up that beautiful car why? I know can, can, I was curious can you like envision a way that they faked that or like did she just smash up like that car? it was too real it doesn't matter if, if it was fake it was too real too real, man. Joseph Kahn, why are you doing it? Uh, <laughs> I I definitely agree that they that it was supposed to be funny. She like is looking directly into the camera a lot of like even in some of the performance stuff, like outside of the performance stuff in the narrative, like looking directly into the camera type type gag shots. His like the dude's pants fall, his nipples are exposed when his shirt's cut. Corn reference. Yeah, it's what it's, reference? Parker Corn. Oh really? When uh, when Alex cuts off the girl's uh, cuts uh, open her shirt to expose her nipples in front of her husband. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, and Adam's normally pretty good with the catching the movie references too. He he pride you pride yourself on that. Yeah, I caught that uh, sh- the Shining reference in the Lord video from last you're, week. You're gonna live I'm on off my game this year. Busy hate. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised. Where you been, uh, Adam Alexander? This is your yeah. Where you at? Well, you got to defend this video. Well, all I have to say is is basically the polar opposite of everything you guys just said. <laughs> we'll say it. Bought into the whole thing. Um, I like the the self referential stuff that she's been doing on this album. I think it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for Taylor Swift. But that's fine. We, let's. But in terms of the video, like what was working for you for in the video? In this, just the whole thing, like the self-referential bit that she's dated a bunch of guys and kind of trolling the uh, her her criticisms of uh, you know having lots of boyfriends, and she kind of takes it a step further where she was, it's suggested that she might like kill them off, and uh, and it, in a way for sure. Please right? do. <laughs> yeah, right. thirty years ago or forty years ago, these types of songs were the novelty songs that were. Part of an album, right? I mean, well, this is a good song. We're not even going to go. We're not going to the. Adam's songs. not even like you let you go there. No, <laughs> this, this, this is a good. It's debatable. It's debatable. It's a fine song. It's just like "Shake It Off" is is a pretty good song, and I actually think it the works. video is well done. I think Taylor Swift. I mean, it looks beautiful at times. Like there are some really fantastic looking stuff, but uh, there's a, yeah, know. there's a great part where like there's she's crying by a fireplace, and we'll include a picture of that because it's pretty weird um but then in the background is a some sort of white deer just standing there it's it's a lot a lot of weird little elements how about the show where she's like standing on the horse with her arms out like that's <laughs> that's I weird into, i was into that actually i like yeah, that no it it's was it, that's Art department killed it let's just say that our department slayed on that video yeah, uh, yeah. It. and 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 it's and it's some of it just looks insane like almost like a painting it, it looks so clean but uh but it's in terms of like the concept, I was it, and yeah, and it's this 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 song this song also makes me a little less bummed that it's not on Spotify. Type <laughs> of stuff that's on the album, then I'm alright with not having it. So at the end of this uh, video, there is a little pseudo commercial for an app that you can oh. get called the the song is called Blank Space and the app is called the Blank Space Experience. We tasked Mr. Adam Alexander for downloading it and giving it a try. Adam, what is this app and what does it do? Yeah, t- t- take us through it a little bit. You hit you you print you open it up. Yeah, basically it's uh it's like a a fully 360 degree uh view of the video and you kind of rotate your phone to follow the characters and then they threw in some goofy little interactive like you can click on the uh the pictures of her ex-boyfriends and kind of have a closer look at uh at what damage she's inflicted on the uh painting for some <laughs> reason. You might want to do that. But uh no, I kind of dislike the the technical aspect of it. I don't really yeah. know how they how they did that part, like filming it from every angle. There must have been like multiple cameras, or you guys are better at. Uh, at well, it's, 
I'm assuming that they probably shot something specifically for the app. I don't think that they were making this the 360-degree angle shot as well as shooting this actual video. They probably <laughs> made that a, a side project would be would be my guess without seeing it. My my question is this: uh, Did it? It was free. Uh, is there like a link to download the album from iTunes in there or absolutely yeah big time it's right there and it's huge it's like almost the thing that draws you first is buy the album and then you see the little experience <laughs> it's like buy the album oh, or do what you downloaded this app for uh, <laughs> cool there's a Thanks. great uh, this app weirdly enough yes thank you Adam for taking one for the team yeah. I'm looking at the iPhone version and uh, bizarrely enough it has a very close to perfect five star rating out of <laughs> um you know three hundred and thirty ratings um, <laughs> one fan uh helpfully breaks it down into three points calls this uh that her uh her review triple threat one the track is not only one of my favorites from her nineteen eighty nine album but for two thousand fourteen two the music video is the <laughs> best a twelve year old girl oh yeah the best I've seen in a very long time three the app is amazing a treat for fans. I think that's that kind of sums it up. If you like this stuff, then Taylor Swift is doing it for you. And my my question to Adam Alexander: Are you are you going to keep the app? I will not keep the app. I will not keep it. I, I've had, I've tried, it's huge. It's huge. It was five hundred and sixty meg. Jesus! <laughs> it took me an hour to die. Oh my god! That's great. Uh, half a gigabyte about... app. <laughs> and it isn't anything. It's nothing. <laughs> It's like he, he's it's the whole it's the entire file of the the video file. There's no internet. Yeah. Anyway, let tiptoe to my Jowdens. Can we talk about that? <laughs> oh. Okay. Can oh, we switch? Yes. Can um, we tip? Can we tiptoe in our Jowdens from uh, from Taylor Swift and talk about our uh, our uh, someone who's been talking about frequently on this podcast, and that is one Jody High Roller, also known as Riff Raff. Um, and this music video is directed by one of my favorite directors, Mr. Mickey Finnegan, who directed uh, like Party Rock Anthem for LMFAO, a bunch of LMFAO videos. Um, and yeah, that's that's a lot of other stuff, but mainly LMFAO, um, along with Riff Raff. And I think this is like probably the if anybody knows a song by Riff Raff, this is probably it. I'm surprised this didn't have a video already. Yeah, th- so this was one that... Like he came out with his Neon Icon album, and you know it was it was well it was well received. But this was by far the song that like was the takeaway song from everybody. It wasn't it wasn't obviously the lead single or anything like that. But it's like if you if you go on Vine or something and do like hashtag tiptoeing in my Jordans, you will see this song used in lots and lots of Vines. And uh, uh, not surprisingly, uh, this video has a bunch of. Um, Vine people in it. Riff Raff is pretty active on Vine, and uh, still, and um, uh, yeah, it, it, they're not really like a main part of the concept of the video, but they are kind of like mixed into some of like some dance portions, and it's kind of like interesting to kind of envision how those Vine stars made their way into this video. Brendan, has it ever happened to you where, like, you're directing a video and the artist is on the phone, like, calling people to come down to the set to appear? No, I haven't done any real rap videos. I'm waiting for that, though. Um, I've had a commissioner (laughs) on an iPad watching the entire Beyonce visual album (laughs) while we're trying to pay attention, but uh, that's about the closest to that I've gotten. The commissioner will will remain unnamed, um, unless you want to tell us. I don't want to tell you. That's that's better uh, than it would be better. It would be worse if they're like watch on their iPad watching like the Real Housewives of New Jersey or something like that. The Beyonce visual blast. album. I can I can I can we can we can full get a pass for that. Blast. Wait, full blast. It was on full blast. Yeah. Doing I can't. Okay, maybe <laughs> not. Artists performing and it's just like Beyonce <laughs> up in my ear <laughs> instead of playback. There, it's like, yeah, exactly. Bow down, bitches. Yeah, that 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 wouldn't get in the way. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, Adam, you mentioned it. I, I have a feeling that maybe these these Vine characters were not uh, part of the original treatment. They don't really seem to like fit into the concept very much, and it's it's kind of got like a loose narrative. It's it's um, this vi- vi- video could have just been riffraff tiptoeing Jordans the whole time, and I would have accepted it. But it's it's a lot more than that, and it, um, 
and I think Mickey Finnegan did a great job. But yeah, I have a feeling that these people from Vine just kind of showed up because they're like very quick shots of them. Um, Buster uh, Beans is in it. Uh, Buster Curtis, Beans, Curtis Lepore's dog that he puts shoes on all the time is in it. Yeah, that's uh, your. He's your favorite. Uh, <laughs> as uh, my favorite person from Vine in this video is uh, J- um, Jody Husky, Riff yeah, Raff's dog. Like- Jody Husky's the best, and it's best funny. Part of the video, yeah, so great. Jody Husky's like the greatest dog ever, and it's so funny too because on the album cover, Jody Husky is in it, but he's like a tiny little puppy, and in this video, he's a big, he's a big husky, and uh, probably not fully grown, but he's he's a large dog, and he's great. I like he he seems like such a mild mannered dog. You need to go look at Riff Raff's Vine and see Jody Husky. I don't know if it's close proximity to marijuana smoke or he he was just like a chill ass dog but either way Jody Husky seems like a chill ass dog <laughs> none of and these people are just... lit at all you have to recognize them from their silhouettes I don't, so I, yeah I really want to know the backstory of what why these people are in there and 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 how they got to be Andy, Andy Milanakis is lit I feel like he but he makes a little bit more sense his presence because he's in a rap group with Riff Raff. Um, but yeah, nobody else. I, I, maybe they like ask for extras to come down and Jordans. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But it's a, it's a fun video. It's icy. Uh, there's a Monster Energy drink uh, product. <laughs> it's a very big, big, big one. And Riff Raff also does. He's got the um, he's got the the grills in with the fangs, all with the sharp teeth. Which also uh, was made famous in one of his vines, uh, and he does the same move. He says, uh, "My main goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody, like that." And uh, he's got those teeth in. Uh, I just did that. Let's talk about Fergie. Doug took thirty seconds to explain a six-second vine. Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, uh, Fergie. Fergie. Uh, Fergie. La Love in parentheses. La La. Uh, by Fergie featuring YG, directed by Rich Lee. This is this is a popular video this week. Uh, to, walk us through this one, Adam. Which Adam? Whichever. Uh, well, this is this, <laughs> big turns. This um. Well, first of all, I want to mention that Fergie's almost forty. Yeah, I was. I looked that up too. <laughs> yeah, I did look it up. She's thirty nine. She's the same it's age same. As, as 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 me, but ten years older. Um, right, which is not the same age. Right. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> this video is one of those um, – Fergie hasn't done something anything in, in, in a while, I think. Um, I think the last Jeez. video – well, we, we, did ha- we did have a little party, never killed nobody, all we got from 2013. But I don't think that went that far. But the last stuff we really like got serious, like full-on Fergie style um, is like 2007, like clumsy and, and like Fergalicious, all that The Duchess album stuff. Um, so this is kind of fun to see this this kind of like big pop stuff from her again. Um, this video is about places. It's one of those in the time honored tradition of songs about lots of places, and uh, L.A. the titular place is mentioned quite frequently. But she's talking yeah, she about she always ends up she always ends up back in L.A. Always ends up back in L.A. No matter where she goes, and uh, they've got a giant terrifying bus that they're riding around <laughs> um, that I, I I really like in this video. It's got to be a thing that like we should someone recognizes. It's like, oh, there's the wackadoodle bus or whatever it is. <laughs> they know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's rec- probably the wackadoodle bus. I, it's potentially that. Burning Man. Is that, is, is that what it is, Burning Man? <laughs> it's totally like a Burning Man yeah, art it does, car. It does feel like a Burning Man car. You're yeah, right. it's like Burning Man and what they call L.A. I don't really know this form of LA that they're right. There, it's an event. So this is not. You're not familiar with this. Uh, this this version of LA. This is not your life. You don't ride around in a crazy bus with a face. I do on Saturday and Sunday, but Monday <laughs> through Friday, no. Right. Uh, typically, it's homeless people. You know, <laughs> free and barbecue. That sounds appealing. Set, but nothing like this. I wish. No fame. That's all right. Fergie's, Fergie lives a little bit different life. I mean, w- when you look like that and you're 39, you have a different life. Is th- that's what you're? That's why you look. That's why you looked up her age, right, Adam? Because you were like, "Holy shit! I still am physically attracted to this lady 
let me see how old she is. And then it was 39 and you went, whoa. Does it feel wrong? I couldn't tell if like in my head 39 is old or not. Because at first I'm like, holy shit, that's old. And then I'm like, holy shit, I'm not that much younger. Yeah, it's not really that old. It's just we've had a string of people on this podcast. Like Jennifer Lopez, I think we all – she's – a little older i'm not sure we were all surprised at that and then remember lenny kravitz is like yeah. 55 all right kravitz surprised me j-lo feels no way j-lo feels yeah old. let me hold on let me get the exact age i think it's 53 he's definitely in his 50s though and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's in great shape he's in better shape than uh than i than us than i even <laughs> knew existed I even knew that uh, I didn't even know you could be in that. He's fifty, so he's he's. But you know, that's only ten years away from sixty years old. I don't. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> it's you, you put it you, that way. Your comparison of like this ten year thing. It's like oh, it's ten year thing. You guys want to see me do some math? Because I got yeah. So <laughs> this podcast is this for people to tune in for. Uh, the one thing I can't look at Fergie, you guys. I got over it surprisingly but whenever i see fergie for like the first time in a while the first thing that pops into my head is that picture of her pee after she peed her pants you guys know this picture oh come on oh i need to see this yeah so she like like you know i guess it happened she was performing live and she peed her pants and uh you see it that she's not actively happening but the aftermath it was captured in, in photograph and cool. i and i uh i do i i picture that still I just like every time I see her dancing, I like it. Feel like her leg is sticky, uh, <laughs> and, and then I'm like, oh, she is also very attractive. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. But it was front of mind. Did uh, Did you guys notice any of the cameos before it ran the credits? Because I didn't. I didn't all. watch the credits. There's Ooh. a lengthy credit sequence on this. <laughs> Yeah, there's like Kelly Osborne's in there somewhere and Hillary Swank and I didn't I still don't see any of them, even watching it a second time, except in the credits. Hmm. I mean are they in the party scenes or the are they are they in the are they in the wackadoo bus? They're in the wackadoo bus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy I remembered that fake name I came up with. Let's, uh, I don't want to uh, talk about this video anymore. I did not see them. No, I can't. I still can't see them. Uh, they're using a drone in this, which is fun. Uh, I want to talk about um, shape-shifting by Color War. How's, how's that sound, guys? We on board with talking about this? Basically, uh, what we have here with this video is uh, three... Um, young girls they are ballerinas and basically what the video does is it kind of takes them out of the context of of ballerinas at least in the first part and they're just in like their regular street clothes and doing like full-on like cool ballet moves and stretches like on the streets of somewhere and uh, yeah it's kind of cool to see New, okay, New York, and uh, yeah, I kind of just thought it was cool to see uh, that. That was what I liked about it, both the technicality of some of the crazy, uh, flexible stretches that they're doing, as well as like kind of taking them out of the element. And like, like if you've seen these girls doing this on the street, you'd be like, "Wow, that's some crazy things that you don't see on the street every day." <laughs> that's so. that's true, and they definitely like the street is an element. They're they're not just doing stretches; they're like stretching. Um, yeah. within like scaffolding and, and, and elements of the city. I think um, them being out of the environment that you would normally see ballerinas in, um, ballet dancers, uh, it like makes it, and it's, it's probably why it's shot, but like, did you guys like feel that like they were kind of like, um, like kind of like sexualizing these girls in this video as well? Or is it kind of just like the the atmosphere um, them outside of the ballroom because it's not like not traditional moves that they're doing but like they're definitely like close-ups of their mouth as they're eating and stuff like that did you guys like pick up on that as well oh that's weird i, I didn't notice that but now that i'm looking at it, i kind of get yeah. that like the second they leave the studio it is kind of sexualized a bit and so, so i was like i watched the video and like when i saw that it was directed by a lady I was a little, I was a little bit more comfortable about that, but I I, I was just curious because like I, I watched it again to see if like they were it was something that they were like intentionally doing, 
Um, and it's the stuff seemed like traditional kind of like it didn't seem like the dancing was done in, in a way that was meant to be provo- provocative. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It just kind of like felt that way a little bit to me. I it's, it's, it's suggestive, but not I don't find to the point of being offensive. Maybe. maybe I'm sure someone was offended. Someone up there. I actually went and read the comments of this video on YouTube to see if there was any weirdness going on. I really couldn't find any. People were more just int- intrigued and in, by the dancing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's also the the, the I, I guess the one thing you kind of search for in this video and a video like this is what's the hook of it or what's like the kind of like the concept is it them being young is it them being ballerinas and being outside of a place you would normally see them because they're in Times Square for like a half of the video at mm. night with all the weirdos that you find in Times Square so is that it um, and I'm not sure after watching this video you know once or twice I'm not really sure what is the concept of it or what is the meaning of them <laughs> being so young or be them being out and about I, I, I guess I just that kind of missed me a little bit um, but I don't it's think they were a, too yeah. sexualized. It's and and like their age is definitely like they have braces. Like the, it's you know because it can be like you know ballerinas. Uh, there can be some ambiguity in terms of age and stuff. But like the like the braces definitely like kind of hammers it through that these are definitely like teenagers, like younger girls. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I'm not sure. Like it just I like I like this video because it I felt like it had like a really like it had like an energy that seemed really natural and like um, kind of like radiated off these girls in this video and like it was captured really well. Um, you know, and, and it seemed like, you know, I, you know, I picture like a teen, like teenage girls, they're like leaving their, their sodas behind in the park and like just like running and dancing around people who were like trying to work and stuff with like no real like perception or consciousness of like what their actions are doing to the people around them. And so like, they're not really like conscious of the fact that they're like dancing around in, in Times Square with all the weirdos around. They're like just doing what, what they're doing ba- ballet or leaving sodas behind or whatever, whatever it was. And like, that was like really, I don't know. It seemed like a really like natural, like energy that this video tapped into that I thought was really interesting. Uh, is there any any from the watch list guys that really jump out to you fellas? Marina and the Diamonds. Yeah, um, let's, let's talk about that one. I mean, she always has great videos. I'm a little bummed that Casper didn't direct this video. But I mean, even saying that, it's a fucking great video. And it's such an amazing reference to old Hollywood. Which has kind of been her thing as an image, right? I mean, even back... Yeah, but this one, I, I feel like stepped it up even more because I... I mean, Casper kind of has that style, but, like, this stepped it up even more, like, you know, with the uh, kind of greased-up lens and yeah. beauty lighting. And, and this is, uh, was Casper Bal's, Balslev, um, who directed man. a lot of uh, her videos from uh, 2011 to 2013, including, I think, some of her more well-known songs, like Prima Donna and, uh, and Radioactive. And the person who did direct this video is Chino Moya, who you might know from directing the Digital Witness video by St. Vincent, which is also a fantastic video. Such a great video. And, um, uh, yeah, you can kind of see some kind of stylistic uh, um, similarities between the fruit. That's the name of the Marina and Diamond song, Fruit. We hadn't mentioned that. Uh, some stylistic similarities between that and the, the, this and the St. Vincent video in terms of the style of filmmaking. Um, like really composed shots and that kind of thing. Um, uh, and a lot of like care taken in, into how each shot was set up. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this video too. Uh, I thought it was super, uh, super, super s- sweet. <laughs> That's a sexy and mysterious. Yeah, it was one of those S words that I was going to go with. I couldn't decide on which one I wanted to go with, so I just (laughs) made the sound of an S for ten minutes, which is totally a normal thing to do. The shawarma's kicking in. (laughs) We we actually didn't get to all the videos that we wanted to talk about because we were talking about music key. Um, but we should mention that some of the other ones, and we'll put these in the list. Why not? Well, let's. I think we can fit them all in if we all go around and say our our favorites from the week. Because I actually uh... Brian Ferry Loop Dilly. 
by Aoki, and oh, she's amazing. We, which is a, which was an IMVDB, IMVDB pick last week, and it's a fantastic video. That'll be in the show notes. And what are some of the others, Adam? What was uh, the? There was a Broads video this week that was super cool. Uh, isn't it Broods? I think so. Um, that's right, Broods. Um, laugh, L-A-F. Um, um, I guess it's, you can pronounce it either individually or as a word. Um, was a great video from this week, and that was directed by um, Jordan Arts. Um, we also had uh, color. Well, we just never mind. That's it. <laughs> and Brennan, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, and do you have any? Are you shooting anything right now? Do you have anything coming up that we should watch out for? Um, a few things that might be booked soon, and I'm working on a short film. Other than that, nothing really. Just chilling. But uh, uh, short film coming out soon. Short film. Uh, and um, are you? On, you're on Twitter, right? I am. Where can we find you on Twitter? I'll have to double check that because I don't ever check my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. So, don't follow Brendan on Twitter. Do not follow. You're not going to get a lot of Taylor Swift. T Swift thirteen. <laughs>